probably one of the best things ever happened to me in my life. Uh, there's been a few. This is one of them is that I got diagnosed with uh, stage four melanoma cancer. Uh, and it was a big health scare. I didn't know if I'd be around in a year. Um, and I asked myself if, I, if I'm gone in a year and I don't, don't have longer to live, what I really want to do. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to episode 65 of Screw It, Just Do It. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell. And on today's show, I welcome Sean Greeley, CEO and founder of NPE Coaching. Now, when you're 26 and you hear a doctor on the other end of the line say, I don't mean to scare you, but it's stage four melanoma cancer and you must get to surgery immediately, your life changes in a profound way. That's certainly what Sean told me and what you'll hear in the forthcoming interview. Now, Sean went from being a professional wakeboarder competing for Team USA to founding and becoming the CEO of NPE Coaching. He went from a high school kid in New England, the east coast of the States, turning down scholarships in both track and field and music to move to Florida and follow his dream of competing professionally in wakeboarding. He also walked out of his first class at business school saying, screw that. I like that. Fits in with the program leaving 10 grand of the first semester's tuition on the table. Sean's gone on to found and grow a company that I've been privileged to be a part of for a number of years back in my past. Um, And it's been listed a number of times on the Inc. 500 of the fastest growing privately owned corporations in the USA. So Sean certainly isn't your average CEO and MPE certainly isn't your average company. Um, as I alluded, I'd been a member of MPE for a number of years back when I was a health and fitness business owner. And I've been hoping to get an interview with Sean for, uh, for quite a while, uh, reached out and we made it happen. And I'm so glad we did. Um, had no idea which direction the, the interview was going to go. I thought it was going to be business, uh, health, fitness related, but it uh, certainly went off in quite a few different interesting tangents, um, which I certainly enjoyed, and it certainly sounded like um, Sean did too. Um, Sean's a remarkable individual, um, and you're going to find out how and why in the forthcoming interview. I certainly hope you get as much out of it as I did. Um, start off with Sean. Um, telling us a little bit more about his background and about MPE and um, what excites him. Yeah, so I started, uh, I was working as a coach. I love the the coaching. I love, I felt fulfillment in coaching, helping other people Mm -hmm. um, improve their health and well-being, see that 
how that transformed their life, uh, their spirit, their relationships, their careers in a powerful way. And it was just, the, the, I couldn't believe, you know, people would pay me for that. Cause I, I love that and getting to sh- share my passion around, around that. Uh, with others. Uh, and so as I finished my sports career, my parents said, Hey, it's cool. You've done this coaching thing, but you know, maybe you should think about getting a real job. Hmm. And, uh, if you don't know what that is, go back to graduate school and, you know, try to figure it out like everybody else. <laughs> and so, uh, I signed up for an MBA program. Uh, I went to the first day of classes. I listened to the professor who, you know, was talking about building a business yet had been in academia his whole life. Uh, I looked around the kids in the room, my, my peers and classmates at the time that really just want to go climb a corporate ladder. Um, and I was in the wrong room. Um, and I knew that, uh, immediately. Um, and I was bold enough to, uh, to walk out the door day one and never go back to graduate school. Um, you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurship. I watched my dad build a, a successful commercial real estate company. Uh, both my grandfathers, uh, have done things in the military and in business. Uh, and so, you know, I was passed around coaching. I didn't really have a model example to follow in what I do with that. Uh, but I, but I said, I'd figure it out. And, uh, I quickly, um, you know, my vision was to, to build a, a fitness business. And I went from just myself to, uh, in three years time, I built, uh, two locations, a staff of eight, uh, coaches, and we served over 653 clients, uh, in the central Florida marketplace, uh, in, in Orlando, where I was based at the time and, and really achieved all my, my goals, um, uh, as a fitness business owner. Um, and, uh, you know, that was kind of the first phase done, uh, kind of my next big chapter was I was trying to figure out what was next. I, I, I wasn't challenged really, um, uh, at that point, uh, for me. So, uh, I was trying to figure out what was next. Do I do more locations? Do I do, you know, franchising? Mm. Um, and then I have had probably one of the best things ever happened to me in my life. Uh, there's been a few, this is one of them is that I got diagnosed with uh, stage four melanoma cancer. Uh, and it was a big health scare. I didn't know if I'd be around in a year. Um, and I asked myself if I, if I'm gone in a year and I don't, don't have longer to live what I really want to do, uh, with my, my life. And, and at that point I decided to sell the businesses, uh, focus on my health. And I just want to help as many people as I could. I had a lot of friends that were coaches that had started small businesses in the fitness space and were struggling with the challenges that all Smith small business owners face. Where do I find new customers? Uh, what do I charge? How do I ask for money? Uh, how do I hire staff? I don't understand my financial reports. All those small business challenges uh, I had created solutions for. I was passionate about solving those problems. I just started to share those with others. Uh, and that led to forming NPE in July of 06. Uh, and, uh, you know, after a few months time, uh, really got some, some focus around the business. I went to an event uh, that transformed my vision of, of just consulting into actual business model uh, and learn some things about direct response marketing and uh, different ways to put structure around knowledge work. Uh, and I launched a membership program, had 100 people sign up at $100 a month, uh, had, a, had a model of, of continuity uh, and subscription income and uh, just uh, went right back to reinvesting. And you know now it's coming up on 12 years. Uh, NP just took off in growing and serving fitness uh, business owners around the world. Uh, you know, since since that time, we've served over 36,000 fitness business owners in 96 countries. Wow. Uh, we've got offices in uh, Los Angeles, London, and Sydney. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been really just grateful for the opportunities we've had to serve the world in a powerful way. And uh, in many ways, it feels like we're just getting started. So <laughs> uh, it's been an awesome ride. 
That's good to hear. And and, and rewinding back, uh, obviously interesting how you how you frame getting diagnosed with cancer as, as one of the best things that happened to you. And I'm I'm assuming that's because you're able to to look that fear in the eye and think, you know, what's the worst thing could happen with regards to anything else that's happened in your life? Yeah, absolutely. When you you know, you know, when you face death. Um, and you overcome that fear of, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. If I die today, I'm, I'm going to be uh, good with that. I really am. Um, and, you know, I feel good about who I am. I feel good about the work I've done. I feel good about the contributions I've made and the, and the experiences I've had and been, you know, blessed to enjoy. Uh, and when you come to peace with that, then, um, you know, if, 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 if you're not afraid of death then then what else is there to be afraid of really? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, um, you know, when you, when you can live your life, um, from a place of love and gratitude, um, and passion, um, you know, that you're, that's the rocket fuel that is just, uh, amazing. Um, and you know, it's so, it's so, and especially when you're an entrepreneur, when you're building business, so much of, of our time, we're faced with really scary, big challenges and fear. Um, and it can be uh, paralyzing and crippling. Um, and so when you learn how to um, make friends with the fear and make peace with the fear and use the fear um, and and to not be afraid, but to be willing to, to continue a step forward, one step at a time into the, into the darkness, looking for the light and keep driving forward, um, you know, that's that's how you succeed, um, and that's why so many people get stuck is because they get so fearful. They're 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 unwilling to um, have faith and move forward and take action. Uh, and I think um, you know anybody listening to this, if I can help inspire you in any way, that's that's one of the biggest lessons I can share. Mm, no, amazing point, and it's funny because so many I I speak so many people I speak to business owners or potential business owners and. There, I'm just gonna do this one more course before I, I start, or I, I, I just need to spend a little bit more time researching the market. And it's, it's just like you'll, you know, if you've got that mindset, you're, you're never gonna do it. No, um, you know, you, you, there were, you, <laughs> there be, you know, I'm all for um, preparation mm. and for being a student and for. Uh, finding mentors and guys that can support you on your journey and accelerate your progress. But we all get to a point where, you know, there's nothing else to talk about. We got to go do it. Uh, and you got you action is a consistent part of the equation. Uh, and if you're not, not moving forward, you know, if you're procrastinating, if you're, uh, you know, having the same conversation, the same challenging issues that you're revisiting again and again, every six months or 12 months, then, um, then you know likely uh, you you need a push, uh, and you've got to you've got to press forward uh, beyond your own not just fears, but I think the other thing is really um, limiting beliefs. You know, there's so many limiting beliefs that hold us back. We think this to be the case, and really um, that, that's not the case. Um, and we've got to change our belief system um, to create a new world. Um, and you know, uh, it, <laughs> um, I didn't plan on this conversation getting so uh i guess spiritual it really <laughs> is was. um yeah. the most powerful pieces um uh, that 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 i think we've got to talk about is you know um um you've got you've got to let go of those beliefs that are holding you back so for instance we both come from a fitness background mm -hmm. how many times that we have clients that come in um that say i don't have time to work out 
Well, the reality is we all have the same amount of time, yet how do we prioritize our time and our, around our health and, and around a lifestyle that's going to allow uh, sustainability and us to feel at our best and to be able to give more to ourselves and others around us? It's why we've got to adjust got to adjust our priorities and mm-hmm. we've got to better self-manage um, our priorities and our time or our value. So, you know, that's a belief that people think there's not enough time. Well, actually, there's plenty of time. It's how you're using the time is really not effective. Right. Yeah. Um, or they think that um, eating healthy is too hard. Well, no, millions of people eat healthy every day. They've learned how to make better choices and to, you know, prioritize and be effective in uh, self-managing their nutrition. Right. So or their fitness. And so, you know, it's your beliefs are, are what holds you back more than anything else. The things that you believe to be true that actually are complete BS. And you've got to be willing to let go of those beliefs that aren't serving you and embrace new ones that are going to help you grow. Um, and I think that is also the big, powerful work of, of working with a coach, working with a mentor who can, you know, really um, help you see um, where you are um, just frankly self-sabotaging because of some belief you're holding on to. Let go of that, embrace a new one and watch your life and, and the world around you transform in a powerful way. Mm, amen. And I was uh, interested to know, I, I know before you, one of your mentors was was Dan Kennedy, um, is an absolute legend. I was interested to know, do you still have uh, mentors today for yourself, in your business personally? How, how does that work? I do. You know, um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say, you know, uh, my mentors have all become, you know, great friends. Uh, and so, you know, I, 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 I surround myself with people that uh, inspire me, help me learn and grow, um, help me say things I don't see or see them in a different way, have a new perspective and, you know, continue to help me evolve and become a, a more effective leader, a more effective and powerful human being. Um, so I can, you know, uh, make the best impact I can on, on, on my world and, uh, the people that I care about and, and, uh, you know, the, the, this, the purposes and, um, you know, passions I have to make a difference on small business success worldwide. And do you, do you still see the same problem, maybe not problems, the same limiting beliefs coming through from clients that the MPE coaching are working with that, that come in as, as brand new clients? Is it the, the same problems that you see time and again, or do you see new things that are, that are cropping up? So, you know, some of the, the, the best work we've done over the last, um, you know, 12 years now is really, uh, we've broken down our space. So we work with health and fitness professionals around the world. And we've kind of broken down um, that space into what we call six stages of, of fitness business growth. And really, they're defined by revenue size of the business and um, kind of the desires of, of the people at that stage and what the challenges they're dealing with and then what success looks like um, to get to the next level. And, and at every stage, um, there's always, um, you know, a living belief that's holding you back. There's, mm. you know, there's, there's beliefs that's holding you back that, you know, are holding me back. We all have got to continue to do that work to uncover those, unpack them and, 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 you know, and evolve. So it's, you know, it's really, it's, 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 ongoing, uh, you know, I guess enlightenment, you might say in many ways, um, to identify, become self-aware, um, and then be able to move beyond that. So yeah, there's, there's limiting beliefs at every stage of growth, uh, and they just evolve, right? So for instance, um, you know, some of the limiting beliefs that we deal with in the early stages, uh, is, is, you know, fitness professionals that think that, 
um, they have to compromise their values in order to grow their business. For instance, um, I'm a service provider. I love helping people. Um, I get scared when I have to ask people for money and I feel that asking for money, helping people are at, at, at odds with each other. Mm. Um, and so I have this internal conflict of, I want to help the world, but I feel bad about asking for money. And I feel like making money and helping people are two different things where, you know, frankly, it's, that's, that's false, right? So yeah. frankly, selling is serving and serving, solving people's, people's pro- helping people solve their problems is providing tremendous value to the world. And you have to be compensated to look after yourself and to have a sustainable business that, make impact long term right so that's one of the beliefs we have to help uh people work through another one is you know um kind of at the next stage people are working really hard and they're they're you know they're 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 growing the business and they've maybe got a few employees but um they think they've just got to continue to work harder um to be successful and they you know it's frankly um we see a lot of people that, that believe they haven't suffered enough and don't deserve to be successful yet. Hmm. Um, and you know, that's also not true. You always deserve to be successful. I can remember being at a, at a workshop one time and uh, one of the attendees raised their hand and, and they've been in business two years. And they said, uh, when should I, when should I start being able to pay myself? <laughs> and, you know, I just was taken aback and thinking you're not paying your, yourself now what are you you, why are you doing this right so like if you've got to pay yourself first and you've got to look after yourself because if if you're not in a good place you 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 know it's the same thing we talked about getting on the airplane you know put your own oxygen mask on first so when you're safe you can help others but if you go down you're not going to help anybody and and and, you know you've got to you, you don't have to feel guilty about looking after yourself you don't have to feel guilty about um you know being able to get rest and, you know, look after your own health and fitness uh, and, you know, support a business that also makes an impact. So helping people to resolve some of those, those beliefs that, you know, allow them to keep just kind of running into the the same ditch over and over again um, is, you know, and then there's things around belief around maybe they're, they're confident in actually doing their craft, like being a service provider, but um, don't believe they have what it takes to be an actual business owner yet. Actually a, you know, a manager and owner and operator of the business. They're comfortable serving clients, but actually, you know, managing the business and leading the business growth, they're uncomfortable in that, in that state. And so we all have to work through these, these limiting beliefs in, in phases, right? Yeah. And we, we work through them and then we grow. And then before you know it, you find you got another one. <laughs> yeah. You got to unpack that and work through that one too. And that's, you know, that's the ongoing journey of life. Yeah, and uh, given that we've known each other for a few na- few years, and I probably laugh given um, having you know exited a f- fitness business uh, and ended up you know working with with startups and, and entrepreneurs, I, I I became one of my clients in that I I didn't prioritize my own fitness, put on thirty pounds in two years from being sat behind a desk, and then you know. Uh, Read me, read me some Hal Elrod, and um, you know, came to the conclusion that if I wasn't looking after myself, how was I serving the startups and entrepreneurs that I was meant to be helping in the first place? <laughs> awesome, yeah. Well, it's a great, you know, and and that's the other thing is, you know, we we think we we know it all, um, and yet we sometimes get to learn a lesson again uh, in a new way, right? Yeah. We add new dimensions to our life and new responsibilities to our life, so. Um, you know, I think that's great. And, 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 uh, how's a, how's a friend of mine and, uh, is a great guy. I love uh, his work. I'm glad you, you referenced that as well. So yeah, I'm reading it for a second time right now. Funnily enough, I'm rereading it. It's a great, great, great guy. Excellent. 
Um, and I was going to ask you, you can see the similarities again, having been involved with MPE um, over the years and, and now working with startups, every business that we help, we provide a mentor for the first year that you're there in business. And with MPE, um, it's very much mentoring, the coaching is part of the, the whole journey. Yeah. You know, you, you, when you stop, when you stop surrounding yourself with people who um, are ahead of where you are and can help both challenge and support you to become the best version of yourself, you really stop growing. You know, too many people um, think that they've got to figure it all out themselves or that they've figured it all out. And, and really, you know, that's never the case. There's always uh, more um, if you stay open and you're willing to continue to re recommit to your personal profession development and commit to uh, working with someone who's going to support you um, you know it's amazing uh, what you can what how you can continue to transform your life and your business and and the impact you can make on the world there's always more to be done I think um, I think when I see people that get stuck or stop it's because generally their ego gets in the way mm. um, and, uh, and or or they're comfortable and it's okay for a point but at some point usually, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are people at the heart who love um, uh, finding new challenges and things to do that that get them to uh, grow and become the best version of themselves while uh, living a life. You know that that is that that very few get to achieve. Um, and uh, you know, I, I know so many people who who've sold a company or reached a personal a level of success in the company. And they think they've made it, and then you know, in six months or a year, um, they're miserable uh, because because they you know they don't have uh, something that's going to continue to challenge them and grow. They're not surrounding themselves with folks who are going to help them do that. So I think you know, at every point, um, certainly in, in my journey as for entrepreneur as a business owner, um, you know, uh, I've I've put myself in an uncomfortable place yet again where I'm the you know I'm. I'm not the smartest person in the room, um, and uh, you know people are going to challenge me and support me to become a better leader and grow and become a better version of myself. Uh, and that work is powerful. It's fulfilling, um, and uh, you know the, the, we get to then uh, you know give back and make a difference to others uh, in a powerful way as a result. So never stop learning, growing. Never stop challenging yourself. If you find yourself you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's, that's good advice to share for everyone out there. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, and how important is it at the very start of the journey? And I'm thinking, you know, entrepreneurs in, in general, um, that they stop working in the business and start working on the business. Cause I could remember quite a few times at, at like MPE events as well, where people were, um, not taking ownership of, of being a business owner. It was like, well, I'm, I'm a personal trainer. I'm, I'm not a business owner. And it was like, you, you need to, mm. yes, keep your, keep your foot in, the, in, in your own business, of course, keep in touch with the clients that are coming through your business. But if you're working, you know, 60 hours a week with clients, how are you ever going to grow that business? Yeah, so, you know, we talked about the stages of growth and, and the limiting beliefs, you know, that happen at each stage. Well, there's also... You know, the other side, there's an identity transformation that happens at each stage. And so, you know, uh, you know, first we, you know, in the fitness industry, for example, you can apply to any industry, you know, we think our identity is, is being a coach, being a fitness professional. Um, and, and then we be, you know, and then, and we're kind of struggling with that, learning how to do that. And when we become a successful one, um, but then, you know, as we become very successful, all of a sudden we're, we're a stressed and pressured coach and we've got to evolve to becoming 
actual successful business operator. Uh, and so that's a, that's a shift, right? When I think of myself, I'm a coach, that's different from the identity of being a business operator. Or now I'm a successful business operator, but I'm overworked because now I'm, I'm working you know, so many hours actually operating the business. Now I got to work to become a, a true business owner and have a team around me that I can delegate to. I can, I can hand over key responsibilities and aspects of, of owning the business. And they're going to care about the business as much as I do and serve the clients as much as, as I do and align that. So there's always, um, a limiting belief. There's always a identity tra- transformation that we need to make to continue to grow to the next level. And so, you know, the psychology of this stuff, um, is, is, is the most important thing. You know, I'm sure you've heard people say it's not the problem. It's the way you're thinking about the problem. Uh, that's always the problem. And, um, certainly, you know, having someone who can help you identify those things, get your head right, um, get the right mindset, take action on it. Um, and, uh, you know, continue to move forward, um, is what we all need, uh, and can cut out a lot of pain Can cut out a lot of going in circles for years that happens, uh, naturally. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's really the thing I'm most passionate about is helping people strategically identify the greatest opportunities to move themselves and their business forward. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like breathing for me. I love it. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and that's, uh, I think we all need that. Um, and, and, and encourage everybody to invest in that and, and getting yourself surrounded with people who can support you, uh, with that awareness and with, you know, with, uh, you know, not just the technical aspects of what to do, but getting your, your mindset right and identifying those pieces and how to, how to help replace them, you know, upgrade your operating system, if you will. Uh, very, very important. Mm. And at what stage in, in your journey, Sean, did you decide to grow the business internationally and, and, and what, what challenges have you had now? Because you're now, as we mentioned earlier, now on three continents uh, with offices in um, London, Sydney, uh, and the States as well. Yeah. Uh, well, in, the international pieces came to me. Um, right. You know, if you're doing it right, um, you're going to have opportunities coming at you left and right. Um, I didn't go out seeking them. They all, they all came to me. Hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I was focused on just doing, doing our thing and, and serving, you know, clients and, and making a difference and impact. And, you know, if you're doing that and you're doing it well, and you're doing it in a way that's remarkable in the marketplace, then you're going to have, you know, opportunities lined up, uh, you know, coming at you left and right. And mm-hmm. certainly that was the case for me. There was one day when uh, I remember, you know, this is a few years ago now, but people still faxed. And when I got a fax, uh, that <laughs> was all about, uh, a message from three guys that wanted to, uh, license our business model down in Australia. And, um, you know, that was the first kind of international licensing deal, uh, that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was back in oh, 2007, maybe, uh, and, uh, licensed the business to a group, supported them, helping them grow, uh, with our product and service offerings down in, in Australia. Um, later on those guys, you know, became very close friends and, and, uh, uh, really merged and, and took over the entity and which was a co-brand at the time and then put it under the MP umbrella and then, uh, you know, started to, to take it to the next level beyond that. Right. So, um, it's similar to UK, you know, a lot of UK opportunities came at me for a long time. Uh, and I valued them, uh, UK, you know, I, I, uh, owned from the start, uh, didn't, didn't do any licensing deals and, uh, you know, uh, have grown there as well. We have a lot happening in Canada now. So, you know, partnerships have been a key, you know, again, when, when you're focused on solving the problems of the market, 
um, you know, and people, people out there looking for, you know, who, who are the leaders, who are the ones that can do this in powerful way opportunities come to you. Mm. Um, I think the ongoing challenges though, of, of every new business is you've got to, you know, as a business gets bigger, um, you know, the, the next phases are really around, uh, aligning the right team, bringing the right key leaders, uh, making sure you've got the right strategy. Uh, and then the, the team works efficiently to act, execute that. And, and, you know, those are bigger challenges to solve. They're not ones that are solved, you know, in a week or a month, like, uh, like some of the, the small business challenges when you're just starting out. Uh, so they're, they're bigger, the more exciting things to work on. They take a lot of time. They take a lot of patience. Uh, they take a lot of persistence. You know, it's never uh, a straight line to the top if you're not uh falling down and making some mistakes or hitting some roadblocks then you're frankly uh not aggressive or trying hard enough uh Mm -hmm. so you know i think that's all part of the journey for every entrepreneur and every business owner at every stage and and how does your day-to-day role um look like now because i know you 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 do a fair amount of traveling but how, how do you how do you strike that balance yeah. So, you know, to me, so I, I recently relocated to the West Coast. Uh, I'm based here in Santa Monica, California. Um, it's an amazing quality of life here. Uh, we were talking about that before the recording, and, and I know you spent a lot of time here. Uh, and uh, it's just, you know, it's it's really, I think, one of the best things, live in a place that inspires you, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, for me, I spent a lot of time the last few years traveling internationally, spending a lot of time overseas, supporting international growth. I'm doing less of that now, um, and more often not people, you know, people come to me and, and, uh, and I'll do, you know, a few trips a year, but, uh, less than I did the last few years. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my day at this point, you know, it, it, it starts with fitness in the morning for me, that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, my, my days are pretty structured. Um, uh, really I'm, I'm in meetings all day, you know, if I, I'm, I'm never, uh, doing individual contributor work anymore i'm really uh, meeting with teams meeting with leaders yeah. uh meeting with key partners i'm working with on strategy i'm working on team development um and you know i, I have a fortunately i have a great assistant who's a who's, who's a brit as well um that uh, that takes great care of me and helps me manage my diary and uh you know balance the things that that i need to do uh but you know i generally start work at eight o'clock in the morning uh i'll go till noon i'll I'll have a lunch break from 12 to one. Uh, I'll come back, do some work in the afternoon and, you know, by five o'clock, uh, maybe six, if, you know, depending on my calls with Australia or something, uh, I'm calling her app and, you know, the best thing, uh, really about being here on the West coast. So we live just, uh, just around the corner from, uh, Pacific Palisades park, Oh, awesome. I know um, where you here, are. which has a, a <laughs> wonderful, uh, yeah, it's got a wonderful view of, you know, Malibu and the mountains mm. and the sunset. So we, we usually end the day with, uh, you know, a little bit of a sunset walk and uh you know some some nice dinner and a little react relaxation i'm i'm usually to bed early um you know by by nine and uh and then i'm up in the morning i'm you know, i'm generally a 5 30 in the morning guy up and at it and uh and, and go again and so that's kind of my, my routine and my schedule it varies obviously when i'm in different uh parts of the world i kind of have uh, a few years ago i reached a point where i was you know i was struggling with uh kind of, again, the next phase of growth, right? And so, yeah. so much was happening and moving quickly across, you know, every day I'm, I'm on calls with, you know, multiple, you know, Australians, Brits, Canadians, East Coast U.S., West Coast U.S., you name it. Uh, so all those times and such. So I've really had to work, you know, last year's to have a kind of a set schedule of, 
this is my schedule when I'm on the U.S. West Coast. This mm. is my schedule when I'm on the U.S. East Coast. This is when I'm in London. This is when I'm in Sydney. And, you know, the, the blocks always go in there first and foremost for sleep, for fitness yeah. uh, and my time and for, for new nutrition and then everything else has to fit around that and uh you know we've got kind of how those meetings pivot and adjust but it's really you know it's just another level of 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 uh personal responsibility it's another level of prioritizing things and getting really strategic in the planning process you know it's it's like planning a, a pro sports team you know you can't leave it to chance you can't be reactive with this stuff you've got to have a plan and you also have to, have to pivot your plan in the moment right so Every, the plan, best laid plans are great until the bullets start flying, and sometimes you got to adjust a little bit and be agile. But yeah. uh, but have a good plan. You know, be able to if you can manage. I tell you what, if if until you learn how to manage your sleep, your nutrition, your fitness and health, and your time, you're going to really struggle again and again and again. Um, and you can learn to master those things, but then you throw a new variable in there, like a new business or a new relationship or, you know, something that happens with a family member. And there's going to be some adjustments some retooling and learning, but you've got to master. Those are the pieces that allow us to do this stuff, not just for, you know, for six months, but for, for 50 years. Uh, and so you know, you've got it, you've got to be centered, uh, in your own health, your well, your own well being uh, and time for, you know, the relationships and the people that matter in your life. Again, that's another big thing that, you know, that I learned out of my experiences with, with cancer and such is, you know, I, I just, I don't want to go to bed at night, um, not having looked after my health, uh, not having spent time with the people I love and care about, uh, and getting to do work that inspires and fulfills me and, and helps me leverage my greatest strengths and gifts to the world. So, you know, the more that we can, we can create a world where we're, we're in control and, and manage those pieces, uh, we're able to continue to, you know, evolve, then, uh, you know, things accelerate and, and it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, that, that awesome. I couldn't agree more because that's certainly something that I've had to to relearn over the last two years. When uh, you know, with the change in change in lifestyle, change in change in job, etc., change in team. Uh, so I totally identify with that. Um, and aware that um, you're going to have a busy second half of the day over there, or beginning of the day, even now that you're on the west coast. Um, just to finish up, Sean. Um, would you like to share with us what 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 you're able to, what you're working on at the moment, and what excites you for the for the rest of uh, 2018? Yeah, uh, so I've I've actually been working on some some pretty significant partnerships for us uh, internationally in in Canada and Australia, uh, in the UK and, and the US as well. So uh, you know, business development partnerships excite. Really kind of laying the groundwork for our company in the you know many years ahead, not just for the next few months. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, I, I'm passionate about uh, product development. I'm passionate about uh, sales and marketing, messaging and customer acquisition. So you know, I spend a lot of my time with with our our marketing team, with our product teams, uh, and helping you know them not only do the work they do, but helping grow and develop them as leaders in the company. Uh, you know, a company is ultimately limited by uh, the amount of leaders and quality of leaders it has to go solve the next problem. Mm. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's a real passion of mine. And, uh, yeah, I'm just having fun, you know, being here based on the West coast. Uh, you know, when, uh, Alex, we hope to get you across at some point, uh, once you shoot to the, uh, to the bird scooters over here, which are fun, uh, little electric scooters you can take all over town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you can end the day with a, 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 a little bit of, a time on a bird and a sunset walk, you know, it's a good day. I'm there. <laughs>
<laughs> Excellent. Th- thank you so much for your time, Sean. And um, we'll pick things up on the other side without a shadow of a doubt. My pleasure, Alex. And thanks for the opportunity. And uh, wish everybody the best out there that's listening. And uh, I hope to meet you in the future at an upcoming event. Well, that was 100% definitely worth the wait. Um, as I said, been waiting uh, quite a while, hoping, in fact, to, to interview Sean. Um, and I really enjoyed that. As Sean said, no idea that we uh, we knew the direction of the interview was going to go off uh, spiritually um, in quite the way it did. But um, I really enjoyed it. And it, it certainly sounded like um, Sean did too. And off air, he's invited me over to uh, West Coast, their office in L.A., um, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, lots to talk about, um, and I will keep posted on that development. Um, talking traveling, um, screw it, just do it. Live is back on the road again very soon. Um, next week, in fact, the 17th, we're in Manchester with Candy Kittens and Black Milk Cereal. And on the 19th, we are in Brighton um, where we're with GifGaff co-founder Tom Rainsford. And City Girl Network founder Pippa Moyle. And the week after that, the 25th, we are back home in Bournemouth, um, where we have got the last of our April meetups. So grab a ticket, just go to the Startup U profile page on Eventbrite, grab yourself a ticket, come along, get inspired, get educated. And reflecting back on my interview with Sean there, so many, many, many things, possibly more than any other interview I've done that you could take away from that. Um, so many great learnings um, and tips from someone who's literally been there uh, and done it and worked with so many um, top-rated entrepreneurs in, in his field. Um, for myself, one of the ones I'm going to take away is um, limiting beliefs and getting you to think about what's holding you back. We've all got something. I love the fact how MPE have mapped out six different stages of the entrepreneurial journey. And with each step, there's a limiting belief that's holding you back from moving on to the next stage of your journey and your business, both, yeah, both personally and business-wise as well. So getting you to think about what kind of limiting beliefs do you have that have stopped you in the past and are continuing to stop you, be those around um, money, be those around people, be those around um, family, relationships. So thinking about that and moving on to that very much interlinked, I think, is what are you scared of? What is the worst thing that can happen? I mean, touch wood, you know, what happened to Sean doesn't happen to um, all of us, i.e. getting diagnosed with stage four cancer and having to stare death in the eyes and thinking, what's the worst thing that can happen once I've survived um, an early death? So, you know, what are you scared of? Shouldn't be. We all are. Um, but thinking how you can overcome that as well and leading me nicely on to how you can overcome that is by getting a coach, getting a mentor. Um, you know, what aspect of your life at the moment do you need coaching in? Do you need mentoring? And thinking about who's already been there and accomplished what you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to be, 
both personally and your business life and getting help with it. Um, I really much, I never did it when I was younger, but I very much subscribe to that now that, you know, if you want to get better at something, get coaching. Um, you know, if you want to become, improve your serve at tennis or improve your golf swing, what do you do? Or what you should be doing? Not doing it yourself, going and getting a coach. Um, it's the same in your personal, your business life. So um, those are my three takeaways. I could have doubled, tripled that. Um, but those I'm going to leave you with. So I hope you really enjoyed that as much as I did. And I'll catch you next week. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait. The time will never be just right. Action always beats intention. This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screwitjustdoit to enter.